This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Alright guys, I got a special episode for you tonight. Um, I actually got, it's going to be a busy week for me, but we're going to do a couple episodes this week. Um, I got my buddy Nick Ingham on. You guys know him. Uh, I rep Nick's strings. I'm a big fan of Nick's. Uh, I was his partner in Reading last year. He's a good buddy. He's a cool dude. He's a working class guy. He's a dad. So there's a lot of stuff about the dude I identify with. He is also a phenomenal indoor shooter, and um, he's just crushing it right now. He's just crushing it. It's amazing. Um, I pick his brain a little bit, see what see what I can't use to rub off on myself. Oh, man, it's so late tonight, though. It's going to be hard to practice tomorrow, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. So, yeah, we got Nick. <laughs> Nick is about as unfiltered as they get. I feel like the crazier shit I say, the crazier shit Nick says. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy this one. Um, I'm going to have uh, Randall coming on tomorrow. Uh, he just won the Bay Area Open, so we can pick Randall's brain a little bit. Um, I'll also put together a little motivational uh, clip for you guys. It's going to be the next episode. I don't think I'm going to title it anything i'm not going to put commercials on it it's just going to be a free motivational track that you guys can pick so it you know the way i'm planning for it is you guys will see you know season three episode whatever for this episode the next one it'll just say free motivation all right and it's just some clips that i've i listen to to get juiced to uh to practice some things that i think about when i'm shooting hopefully can help you guys out um if you guys like it, maybe I'll do another one or two, but uh, it's just something because a lot of people are telling me that I have some kind of calming effect on them or I help them get motivated to practice, which I appreciate. But, you know, there's plenty of things out there that can help you guys. So these are just some of the things that help me uh, hopefully help you chase the carrot, if you know what I mean. Um, and then uh, after that, We'll get back to regular programming. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Nick. The dude's a savage. He pulls zero punches. All right. Enjoy. One. All right. I'm here with my buddy, Nick Ingham. How's it going, Nick? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How about yourself? Fine. Fine. Thank you. Very well. Uh, You are the owner and operator of Flingham Bowstrings. Yes, sir. How is business? It's uh, it's up and down, you know. I feel like everyone's kind of got their strings and stuff, and they've got everything ready to go for indoor season this year. Mm-hmm. Hunting season's not really kicking off, so yeah, it's slowed down a little bit. But you know, every time I go to a tournament, and uh, you know, people that have bought my strings or people that are interested in them always ask me questions, and uh huh. You know, always interested in giving them some feedback, but also getting feedback from them too, and like trying to figure out what they're looking for. You know, and, yeah. Uh, why? Why are they buying you know this company's bow strings? You right. Know? So, trying to kind of figure out 
the game here a little bit, but dude, one uh, of the things I love about you making bowstrings is that you make your own bowstrings and then you go out to an event and fucking crush. <laughs> I mean, what better what better advertisement for your product than that, dude? That's true. That that is true. But I gotta say, man, I feel really bad if like it's weird because I'll post a picture on my own personal Instagram or my personal Facebook. And it's like, well, I don't need to post this on my Flingham Nation because people already know who I am. They already saw it on my personal. Mm-hmm. So I don't really shout myself out or shout my own strings out when I win. I know you, you're pretty, uh, yeah, you're pretty quiet on that front. Is there a reason that you keep them separate? You just figure it's, it's um, like double posting? No, I try to kind of be humble about it. You know, I just, I feel like I might come off a little douche if I go about it that way. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm attacking (laughs) it all different. But what I like to do is I like to build strings for people and then, you know, post their pictures Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I got a nice. Which I wish I, I wish I recorded my buddy over the weekend because, I mean, I built some strings for him and he gets up there for the shoot ups. Uh Uh-huh. And he ends up, uh, you know, he knocks out one guy, ends up knocking out uh, another guy and goes head to head with another guy. It's like, dude, he's just up there fucking pounding X after X. I'm like, where did this shit come from? I'm like, this is good. <laughs> was this at the, the showdown in the blues? Yeah. Yeah. Clayton Allen, man. Kid was on fire. That's cool, man. Is he a darting shooter yeah. as well? No, he's a Hoyt shooter. Oh, I like I like darting above Hoyt, but that ain't saying much. <laughs> so, dude, you shot you shot Showdown in the Blues last week. That's a big event up in Oregon, right? Or is it Washington or Oregon? I know it's North. Uh, it, yeah, it's Oregon. It's La Grande, Oregon. La Grande. I, yep. I knew a handful of people that were shooting that event, man. But uh, you're the only guy I knew that podiumed, and you didn't just. Podium. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you knew Kai, man. Oh, you I know, know Kai. Kai. Yeah, I know Kai. I'm tight. Yeah. I'm tight with Kai. He's been on the show. He's been a guest on the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. Of course, you know him. I mean, aside from you guys, I don't know anybody else. But I knew a lot of people in attendance. Yeah. Yeah. You and Kai both um, are phenomenal, phenomenal indoor shooters. I mean, I could just say sh- shooters altogether. You guys are phenomenal shooters altogether, but you guys really shine, or you stand above a lot of people when it comes to indoor. You know? Yeah, I would say I, I would say Kai is up there in elite. Like, if that guy doesn't shoot championship in Vegas, I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm bound to backhand him. <laughs> did he say he was? Back- did he say he wasn't going to shoot championship? I haven't asked him or anything, you know, because he won Vegas last year, and then you know he's out here shooting like twenty eight, thirty X's, <laughs> you know, sending me pictures, and I'm sending them back. I'm like, we're just tag teaming this shit, and <laughs> and then hey. over the weekend, you know, guy shoots a good score, and it's like, dude, you gotta shoot the fucking championship, man, because if you don't, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's true. He, he's he's so calm when he shoots too. Like if you see him shoot, like he does not move. Mm-hmm. Seems like the nerves doesn't really get to him. And for me, when I'm shooting indoor, like I'll post a high score, mm-hmm. right? And when I feel 
like I'm under pressure for some reason, like I'm just dialed in, but what's going on inside of my brain is uh, a massive car accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got that too. I got, I, you know, I, a lot of words bouncing around inside my head when I, if I'm doing like a shoot off or anything like that. I, yeah. Lately, I've been just trying to fool myself. Like you're gonna punch it middle. Like it's gonna come middle, and uh, it's been working out. Like it's <laughs> it's been working out, dude. It's it's you're super fooling cr- yourself, telling oh. yourself to punch it in the middle, <laughs> dude. If only you heard it. It's like oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. It's like wait a minute. Oh, now this is all like with the pin, you know, on the X and ten ring. It's like oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And it's like oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're gonna get this. You're gonna get it in the middle. You're gonna get it in the middle. And then right around yeah. then I can break it, but it's a lot of like negotiating, dude. I feel that, yeah, because you don't want to let down either. Yeah, big time. Right. I know, dude. You, wears yourself out more. You sent me a message right before uh, the weekend started. That was fucking dope. It was like your, <laughs> it's like you were talking me up for the weekend, or either that, or you were talking yourself up for the weekend. But it was like, uh, yeah. Go on, go on. What were you gonna say? No, go ahead. You were just—it uh, a- was just such a badass uh, message you left me, which was like, dude, just like, just remember, someone's got to beat you if they're gonna step up one. Like, if they're gonna get one above you, you can stand in their way. And it's an interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like an interesting mindset as opposed to just like all or nothing. It was like it's kind of like that, uh, you know, go out on your shield type mentality I, I really enjoy yeah yeah well i was hoping to fire you up and a couple other people and then oh i was fired up dude if dude <laughs> i would have saved it for my show um but like you were like working or something there's power tools going on in the background so it was like it was like i could just barely make out what you were saying um but it was it was super motivating, dude. I got super juice from it. I saved it. I saved it to my phone. So. <laughs> do, I, do I need to make a fresh one for you without the power tools? In the yeah, dude, do it, dude. If you do, if you do, I'll, I'll fucking put it on a, on a track of its own so people can listen to it. All right. All right. I can do that. I was a little pissed off that day. Cause I shot, uh, I shot a few 326 X's and, I'm like at that point now to where if I miss an X, I know what the hell I'm doing. I know why I missed. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's, it's like barely out. And it's like, why the fuck, you know, why did you do so that? 26 X makes I'm you like, mad. really just be, that makes you mad. What's that? 26 X makes you mad. 26 X 300. Uh, to be honest with you, the way I've been practicing this year, um, I'm, I'm okay with the 28 X now. Mm-hmm. But if I go 27x, I'm like kicking myself in the ass. I'm like outside or in the kitchen shooting through the window, and I'm just like, motherfucker, fucker, you're an idiot. Why'd you do that? My wife's over there. How's shooting going today? And I'm like, uh, don't worry about it, honey. Uh, good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll talk to you when I'm done. Dude, you know, okay, so I would be over the moon. Oh, well, I'm not going to say over the moon. I'd be happy with the 26. And a 26x is basically the way I'm feeling right now with my own shooting is good shots are X's, bad shots are mostly 10s. You know, like a solid 10 is a bad shot right now. 
and it solely comes down yeah. to like shot timing or or you know the shot kind of it like rarely do shots run away from me but it's usually, normally they're starting to run away from me and I break them in their tens so with that being said you're shooting 28x or 28x games kind of what you're striving for are your are the tens you're shooting are they unexplainable tens or are they just almost x's or like like what what is that exactly to you well well, I mean, for one, I'm striving for a 30x. Of you course, know, if I shoot a 28, I'm like, all right, you know. Of course, that's people, not a bad day. Pe- but people should know Nick's a it's... Nick's a pro shooter. All right, so let's just frame it like you know, you're not a crazy du- a crazy dude up in the mountains just shooting by himself. You're like Nick's a pro shooter. Nick competes against pros. He beat Chris Schaff two years ago at the Idaho Open. I haven't forgotten about it. Right. Um, and we didn't even mention it. You ju- you just won your second indoor event back to back. You won the showdown in the Blues in your in your division, and you won the Idaho indoor warm up. Well, it was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like we haven't even touched on this. Like Nick is fucking winning. It's uh, it's, it's impressive, dude. So like, let's get into this. You shoot a twenty six X is your bad game, basically. Yeah, and I can I can kind of understand that. There's four shots that are what running away from you, or they're unexplained, just unexplained, um, not, not hitting behind the pin, or what? Well, I'll kind of start from the beginning, right? So when I pulled this bow out of the box and I set it up, and I you know did all my micro tuning and stuff, and I'll go deep into everything. I'll spend a day on one thing and spend a day on another thing, right? right. And so I got it all tuned up, and I was shooting thirty X. 29x it was like back to back with this bow and i'm like dude this is freaking phenomenal mm-hmm. and um my goat release ended up malfunctioning and so i go to draw back and the the goat ends up clicking and i'm like wait what did i just grab my hinge like i didn't know i had that on me <laughs> went to go let down and the thing just freaking fired mm-hmm Right. And I'm looking in my hand I'm like, oh, that's my goat release. Great. Okay, so now I got to buy another release. So I ordered a True Ball Abyss because mm-hmm. I saw all the functions in that. Like, is it, it looks super tech technical. Uh huh. Right. Is that the so, new one? Is I, that the new Abyss? Uh, you know, I'm not too sure. It's not. It's not just the thumb button. It's the one with the tri hook. No, no, no. Yeah, it's just the thumb button. I got. I got just the thumb button. Okay. Okay gone yeah yeah i don't like that extra moving parts stuff <laughs> all right yeah, yeah. So, so you got but, abyss yeah so i got the abyss and i was shooting that and my, like my hand muscles and everything i had the muscle memory for my goat mm-hmm. and so when i got the abyss it had a longer i wouldn't say uh neck on it but it just felt longer. Mm-hmm. And so my elbow was kind of dropping down. And so everything was kind of changing. I'm like yeah. shooting 27 X's now consistently. And I'm like, man, what the hell's going on? Like, why am I missing that extra X? So I'm outside and I'm, I'm shooting, I'm live on Facebook. And I was kind of running into some timing issues on that damn thing. And I'm kind of micro tuning it, trying to find the sweet spot. Uh-huh. And Sure enough, man, right before I draw back, I'm like, I look at the camera, I'm like, man, I'm just running all kind of problems today, right? And so I draw back my bow and it freaking goes off. I didn't even touch the trigger. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. And I rewatched that video and I definitely did, did not touch the thumb. Mm-hmm. So what happens with the springs inside the, the true ball, they're, <laughs> they're not fucking consistent in cold weather at all. Oh. Uh, they'll, they'll fluctuate. Sometimes it'll be, you know, you got to drop the hammer on that thumb. And sometimes it's a feather. And sometimes you're sending one off into the abyss, just like it's damn name. <laughs> hey, how do you normally set your thumb buttons up? Do you go light on the thumb, thumb t- uh, on the spring tension or what? Uh, I go really, really hot. I like to just touch my thumb trigger once I'm on the X. And then like I just you're put right. just minor pressure on it. So I, uh-huh. I, I can't really wrap my thumb around the thumb trigger. Right. Because then that gets inside my brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just want to touch it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways... Uh, so I end up going back to the damn goat before for this tournament because I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't trust either release, but I trust the goat more. It feels more comfortable, so I took it all apart, uh-huh. rebuilt it, put it back together. And... So yeah. Um, hey, let me ask Nick. It kind of threw because I, oh, I I had a I had a year where I was shooting a, a button pretty well, but I was shooting it totally different, right? Or I you know mm-hmm. I was heavy on the spring tension, and then I would wrap my thumb and then I would pull. Are you getting your release of fire via pulling? Like you just resting your thumb on a real sensitive button and then just pulling, or how are you getting that thing to go? Uh, kind of depends on the situation, honestly. Sometimes uh-huh. I'll pull just a little bit, uh-huh. you know, if I'm locking up on my thumb. Uh-huh. Uh, but most of the time, I'm just kind of like relaxing my hand, and it's just I want very little relaxation in my hand uh-huh. to make that thing go off. Right, right, right. Because I know if, if I wrap my thumb around that and I do that whole pulling sequence, which I went through that mm-hmm. during this tournament, I'm like, I couldn't get the damn thing to go off. Right. And I back the screw out all the way out. And I'm just like pulling, pulling, and then I'm missing high. Right. Right. Because the, the so, tension, if you have any kind of tension in your hand, it can totally lock up the whole the whole process. Um yeah. Okay. This is just very interesting. I think it's one of the strengths of shooting a thumb button release is that you can have. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you agree a hundred percent or not, but you can have a different shot if the shot calls for it. You don't have to. You like you know certain people that run a hinge. If you're not you know preloading, drawing back, click at anchor, all this stuff, then shit goes awry. But. I, I know when for myself when I shot a thumb button it offered a little more freedom to play different cards in your hand. It it does yeah. Uh, f- just for some reason in the brain you know it's like pulling a trigger on a gun you know you do it so many times you kind of know when that is going to break and uh-huh. you can back off that pressure with a hinge. I know when it's going to break but to control that and to like basically either just stop or move forward a little bit. The nice thing about the thumb, it's like, okay, this isn't going good. I could just release some pressure off my thumb and come right back on it real quick. Yes. Yes. You don't have to worry about grabbing a thumb barrel and yeah. Yeah. And shit going awry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to sidetrack you so far, but uh, go on. You're setting up the Darton. You switch releases. You came back to the goat. Mm hmm. Yeah, which I forgot what initially your first question was. I've been drinking a little bit tonight, so we can. <laughs> you might have to remind me on that one. Oh, oh but, what bow are you shooting right now, Nick? 
Uh, Dart and Departure. Okay. Now, let me ask, dude. Mm-hmm. You're the first guy that I've had on this show that shoots a Darton. Uh, as, aside from how they look, how do you tune a Darton? How do you tune it through, through paper? Uh, I just yoke tune it. There's yokes on it? Yeah. Oh, I... Holy shit. I was totally unaware. Yeah. Okay, so... It's, top, top, top and bottom. Top and bottom, like a Bowtech... Um, what was that? Uh, Bowtech... Whoa, 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 buddy. Don't compare it to a Bowtech. <laughs> I mean, it, Come on now. It, it's not like the Reckoning. <laughs> Remember the Bowtech that had that, that shoot-through riser cage that you could bolt onto it? Oh, yeah. The, uh, what is that? Fanatic? Yeah. Fanatic the, Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The, mm-hmm. Those bows had two yokes. But I noticed that yeah. Darton has yokes kind of set up on a pulley or it looks like an industrial pulley or something like that. On the Darton? Uh-huh. Um, that is their torqueless system. Mm-hmm. So it just helps eliminate torque so, uh, out of your string and out of your bow. So basically, I can grab this bow and, you know, with a back that I have, which I have scoliosis, there's some days where I'm, like, hunched over and some days where I can stand up straight and my grip changes uh-huh. and the bow shoots bow shoot the same. Gotcha. Like, I don't have to worry about right click, left click. I just know I can grab it and, and I'm going to hit the middle. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. cool. I I am a big fan of like torqueless systems. After shooting the Elite, you know, uh, I I really like that these companies are addressing torque. Yeah. So, yeah me too. Yeah. I don't have to worry about my arrow rest and go out and do that whole torque tuning bullshit anymore. Yeah. You shoot you shooting the departure? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I got away from a uh, shoot through riser thanks to Hoyt. They kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Okay, I see the yoke system, top and bottom. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I can yeah. dig it. All right. <clears throat> so let's see. Yeah. You're setting the bow up. You cycle through releases. What's the first thing you do with this thing? I, like getting ready. I, the main question I was going to get to essentially was you were kind of talking about how you practice for events and stuff. And I kind of wanted to get towards like what your practice is prepping for this stuff. Like I, I know when you picked up the dart and you were shooting 300s like almost right away. Am I, yeah, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, actually right off the bat, I didn't shoot my bow for like, gosh five months and i pulled this thing out of the box set it up and you know i took the time and did it right and mm-hmm. i go out there and I, I grabbed a hinge and right before i walked out the door my wife's just like hey remember to breathe and i'm like god damn you, you know what to say you know and i go <laughs> out there and i'm controlling my breath and all of a sudden it's like right off the rip i'm like dude a 28x and those those two i missed i knew what i did like Dude, that's badass. Dude, your wife is yeah. ama- is amazing, dude. What, yes. what a fucking sweetheart. You know what my wife says when I leave? She says, don't come back a loser. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I got my kids standing behind me, right? I mean, she doesn't know what the hell is going on, but I don't want her dad to see like I'm a failure Oh yeah. Win or lose, I'm gonna see it through, but still. I definitely play it off like I won for my kid. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, so what uh, what let off you running on your uh, Darton? I'm reading here it's adjustable. Uh, 75. All right. All right. Nice. Nice. You, yeah, I'm going uh, going ran- back to my old ways of shooting. Ah, me too. I'm kind of making my way back there myself. You shooting? Um, yeah. Are you shooting 60 pounds peak weight? I am. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, give us the tri- the tricks and and tips here, Nick. I know we had talked a little bit earlier. I mean, I've been ma- meaning to get you on the show for a while. And you were telling me that you saw like a lot of people had Or you know what? Before we get into that, before we get into that, <laughs> you're shooting Black Eagle arrows too. What's your arrow build for indoor? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what my arrows are good at. Uh, the fletchings I have on there are AAE hybrids with a slight minor left helical. I okay. fletched those up for my wife a while back, uh-huh. and uh, she just didn't use them. And so I ended up just pulling those out, and they had 120 grain tips on them and started shooting them, and they worked out fantastic. And like I try to remember from back when I was a little kid and I was shooting lights out, um, that's what I ran back then. So, God damn, I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards how I shot when I was a little kid. Because uh-huh. man, it, last year me could not compete against twelve year old me. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> I don't and know, I dude. Get my ass whooped. I, Nick of two years ago was pretty fucking slick. Uh, Nick two years ago had some highs and. He had some fucking really low lows, man. <laughs> like, I, I was going through a funk for a few years. I just wasn't motivated yeah. at all. Yeah, no, but, I I can dig it, dude. You got to have the, you know, the eye of the tiger. Mm-hmm. You definitely are, are coming out strong this season. It's Yeah, I, yeah, I got to thank my kid and my wife for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. It's a game changer. That's awesome. But, it's, it's cool to see, dude. Yeah. Okay. No, so, I love it. So you're running a light point. Did you uh, did you shoot a bear shaft to see which direction your arrows rotate, or you just grab you just grab what was nearby? Uh, all right. Well, no, I mean, I'll start from scratch, right? I mean, so what I did is I grabbed my arrows that I used for last year that I shot with my Hoyt, uh-huh. and those things were cut at like the front of the riser. Okay. But with this departure, I'm able to get a little bit longer of a drawing, just the way that it feels. Uh huh. And so by doing so, those arrows didn't fit. And so I'm like looking in my shed. I'm like, fuck, dude, do I have any more arrows? And I found my wife's arrows that I built for her. And like, well, you don't shoot anymore, so I'm going to rock these. Because <laughs> I made those ones a little little longer. And sure enough, man, like right off the gate, like they just started pounding. And so that's, that's how I kind of stumbled across it. And then I remembered... Like I said, when I was a little kid, it's like, shit, this is what I used to run anyways. Like, what am I doing running 250 grain tips? Like, that's absurd. Uh-huh. It's too much. Right. I I do but, see a lot of people starting to make this transition over to the light point weight, you know? Uh, like, mm-hmm. two years ago, I was preaching 150s pretty hard just because it's what Bodie had run in Vegas the year before that. And then uh, – you know, this year, I, I know Blake Jerome is running, uh, I think he's running 120s also. Probably, yeah, I think so from what I've heard. I yeah. think I listened to one of his videos or like mm-hmm. a short little reel. Yeah. 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 So there's yeah. definitely something to it. I mean, 
I do some weird shit when the when my release goes off, and so the sooner that thing gets out of my hands, mm-hmm. the better. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like it's like having a drop away. Yeah, I've I've heard people talk about like they think the uh, lighter point there is like less lock time where the the arrow is being influenced by the shooter. You know, because mm-hmm. coming off the bow faster. Um, what do you think about? I have a theory where it's because you have a lighter point, the veins can steer easier. I I've, I thought about it in terms of like physics, right? If you have a heavier core, if you look at it like a two dimensional drawing of like a circle with veins, right? Yeah. The, the heavier center is it creates uh, resistance on the veins to rotate the arrow. So I feel like, you know, my stoner brain is telling me that a lighter point steers easier. Do you think, you think that's anything or nah? Uh, oh man. Yeah. When you kind of think about it like that. Yeah. I could see that being a, a factor. I would almost think like if you're around the heavy point, right? Mm-hmm. On a fat shaft, for some reason in my brain, just tells me, put some fucking blazers on. Because <laughs> in my brain, it, it just seems like that's just going to help out for, you know, the rotation of that arrow. It's a really high profile. I think uh-huh. you want a higher profile with to, the heavier weight that to, you're running. To turn it. Yeah. yeah I don't get, think, though, I really don't think that the weight of your fletching I don't think the length of your fletching is really going to affect your arrow. Somebody can tell me I'm wrong, and I could be so, a fucking idiot. I'll throw yeah. you a bone here. George Riles, I've heard George Riles say in podcasts before that the height of the vein is more important than the length of the vein. So- it makes sense. Solely for leverage, like leverage on turning the arrow. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's his whole thing behind, like, the, the AAE Hunter vein. Why he thinks that vein's the shit is because it's, it's tall. You know, it's it's one of the reasons why the Blazer vein is so prolific, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, it, that all makes sense to me. I'm trying to, like, think of anything that I could use as a reference. The only thing I can think of is, like, a rocket, but a rocket doesn't really spin. It just pushes straight forward. Right, right. Um, right, and they don't really have wide wings. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That is an interesting one, dude. So uh, yeah. I, I've thought about this ad nauseum. So that's just my my take on the light point, the benefits of it, at least. Hmm. Yeah. What kind of? It makes sense to me. What kind of rest are you running? Uh, I'm still running the uh, freak show, the blade. Nice, dude. Which I would love to run a drop away. I just can't get myself to buy a hamski because there's another spring and there's more moving parts. And yeah, I don't know what those springs are made of. I really haven't dived into that yet. If it's stainless steel, I'll probably end up buying a hamski for reading. But if it's aluminum, no, there's no fucking way I'm buying that. Right. Uh, you ever have any, um, like, you ever have any, uh, cravings to go back to shooting a QAD. Yeah. <laughs> you fu- yeah. you fucking lit the world up with a QAD. <laughs> like the shitty one too. I remember you shot a 450 for the California State Indoor with a shitty QAD. Yeah. I still have that <laughs> shitty QAD. 
And I have three of them. They've all malfunctioned. You have to like push them out to the side and cock it down for so it sticks. And then with the fat shafts, you got to shave off the the the, prongs. the rest. Yeah, yeah. So it fucking fits in there. Yeah, like, there we go, dude. Every yeah. Every time I get like I get a Matthews bow, right? Or I make this transition back to Matthews. I want to get there. They have like a QAD that bolts onto the back of the Matthews. And I keep telling, I've seen that. I'll tell Rudy or Alan, like, hey, I'm going to shoot this for Target. And they'll be like, dude, why the fuck would you do that? I'm like, Nick did it. Every time I'll be like, Nick did it. <laughs> and it just shuts it shuts the conversation down right away. And I'd be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I won the, uh, what was it? The uh, 1 million BC back to back with a QAD. God damn. <laughs> and you used to shoot stellar outlaw scores too with a QAD as well. That's how. That's yeah. the one thing that I. That's when I cued in on you shooting a QAD was during the Outlaws. I mean, it, it's a rest, you know. I mean, you can go out there and buy any kind of rest, and if it works, it works. Yeah, you know, it's just a matter of doesn't really matter if it works. Yeah, the, yeah. The the kind of fall that I had throughout my years. So you know, I've been doing archery for nineteen years. I took a three year break in between, so I guess you could say sixteen, right? And when my dad had the shop, I had certain ways that I would set up a bow and do things and set up everything. When I got back into it, the game kind of changed in three years. I'm like, oh, like scores are high. People are shooting all this wacky stuff that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to all these pros. And I'm taking in advice and I'm listening to, you know, amateurs as well that were better than me. And I'm like, like what do I got to do to, you know, get my bow right and this and that. And it's like, it's so overwhelming with the information that you take in. And this year I just kind of like cut that shit back. I'm like, dude, everything that I heard on that in between time just needs to go in the trash and start fresh and just do with what works best for me, what I know works and just run it. Right. You know? And so there's things that come out every single year and I see it and I'm like, that right there is freaking cool. It's badass. I probably want one, but I'm good. Yeah. I don't need it. I'm doing good. It's hard to beat a blade. Yeah, it is. Uh, my, my problem, you know, with outdoor is some of those uphill shots. You kind of want to drop your arm last minute, mm-hmm. you know, when that release breaks. Mm-hmm. So I think if you had a drop away and you had that problem, you're not going to have that much of a fall like, when you drop your arm. You think in terms of bl- uh, like blade sag, like yeah. you drop your well, arm and then, then the arrow bounces down on the blade as you're coming back up to, to crack the shot off? Well, <laughs> there is that because I've taken recordings of slow motion and watching myself. I'm like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't believe that hit the eggs. But in terms of uh, just contact, Mm-hmm. right granted when that release goes off your brain doesn't really have a whole lot of time to you know react right uh-huh. but if you are like coming down on target and you can see yourself and you're dropping down below that x and that release goes off well that arrow's still touching that that rest it's still guided on that rest so if you had a drop away that thing is dropping literally out of the way not making contact and it's going the last second that you saw where your pin was. And I feel like with a blade, 
it may be just slightly lower than what you saw it in your pen when it broke off. No, as you're dropping down, I can kind of see what you're saying. It's like a launch it, departure launch with the drop away. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just something that I've kind of noticed with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just watch my arrow fly as soon as that arrow goes off, and you know, I know right where my pin was, and it's like I see the arrow, and it's like. Eh, I don't. I'm not too sure if my my pin was right there. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I would love to run a drop away. Yeah, dude. Hey, fucking QAD should set you up. We get Nick Ingham uh, signature drop away. That'd be badass. <laughs> oh, fuck. That shit went so. You kidding me? <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking put a blade on it, dude. Put a blade on it. It drops away like just a little bit. That'd be sick. Um, Hansky has one of those already. Yeah, it's with their little fiberglass doodad. You know, before they were before mm. they were doing that with the fiberglass thing, like Dave Cousins would put a best blade on it, number ten best blade. Same same thing with Wilkie, they put a number ten blade on it. They run it at an angle, just like a regular blade, but they have it drop out of the way. Right. Yeah. Brilliant. Smart. Yep. Yes. So let me ask, dude. Especially number ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is for me, less for the listeners, but, um, how much weight are you running on your bars? Hey, hang on, I had to crack open a beer. <laughs> is that Bud Light? Are you drinking Bud Lights? <laughs> no, so I had a customer, he, uh, he brought me some Deschutes, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh-huh. Dude, Deschutes or it's Deschutes? Is that an IPA? It is. Ah. The beer of I'm not white. a fan, but after the first like three sips, it, it just tastes like beer. The beer of white, guys. <sighs> All right, dude. So tell, <laughs> tell me about your weights. Okay, so uh, my weights on my front bar, uh, I usually – I've been running 18 on the front, 24 on the back. Very nice. I like it. Um, this tournament <clears throat> at the uh, Oregon shoot. My shoulder was freaking killing me. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's get into that. So Friday, um, I shot a lot of arrows for practice. And I was shooting a lot before those days. But I went a little bit more on Friday to kind of tweak some things out because I was switching with releases and trying to get that muscle memory back going with my backhand. And so not to sideline you too far, but real quick. About, what's your average practice day arrow wise? Um, average rise, I try to just keep it around a hundred to one fifty. A hundred to one fifty, so anywhere from from three to f- uh, five games, basically three to five. Three yeah, to yeah. Usually, I'll just you know I'll slap down uh, five rounds on a use target because I'll I'll shoot around. I'll leave my target up there so I can shoot at it tomorrow and. Uh huh. Shoot five rounds, and if that's going good, I'll just start around two practice rounds. Shoot, you know, my ten rounds, and then depending on how that goes, I'll shoot another round and shoot another one. Depending on that, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of all depends on how the day goes. If I'm just, you know, if I grab the bow and I shoot a freaking thirty x, I'm like, all right, I'm putting it down. It's a good day. Okay. All right. You know, but okay. So you hurt your shoulder right before the uh, the showdown. <coughs> Yeah, so I noticed that uh, when we were driving there. We had a four-hour drive, and I'm like, 
you know, touching my shoulder the whole time. I was like, dude, are you okay? And I'm like, Eesh. like, I think I wore my shoulder out. Like, it uh-huh. fucking hurts. And so we get there and, um, or signed up for like a Saturday shoot and then a Sunday morning shoot. So I thought they had it like you shoot 10 rounds and then 10 rounds the next day. Well, I get there and they're like, no, you shoot your two round. You shoot your 600 round the first day. And I'm like, Oh, oh fuck. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I freaking popped the tie and all real quick. And, you know, I'm shooting in the practice and I shot a full round during practice, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. But and you, uh, I, I, I know the feeling you're wanting to make sure you're on. Yeah. Right, so yeah. yeah, and try to get warmed up and tweak some things out a little bit if you have to fine tune your release for the situation and stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get up there, you know, I shoot my rounds. I didn't change a whole lot. Um, I was running 18 ounces on the front. I dropped 10 X's and kicking myself in the ass. Like, dude, that was fucking gar- That's like, I shot a 24 X my first round mm-hmm. and then I shot a, I don't know, do the math 27 X or 26 X the next round. Yeah. 26 X the next round. Mm-hmm. So the next day that ended up placing me cause there was a three way tie, but it placed me second depending on X's and who dropped it first. Uh huh. So I get there the second day and I start warming up and I'm shooting right next to Bill Drake and we're just chit chatting about some things and, um, I, I was like, dude, you know what? Like, this is going to sound really dumb. I know my shoulder hurts, but I need to add weight. I need to add a fuck ton of weight right now. Mm-hmm. And so I started adding some more weight to my bow and it, it helped slow it down. And so that way, when I got into, uh, what happened is I, I was up to shoot in the shoot ups. Uh-huh. Usually I, I don't do this. I don't try to get inside my own head. I try to just get up there and tell myself like, all right, you know what? These people came here to win. And like I told you before, I'm standing in their way and I'm going to keep standing in their way. And I, and what they're going to do is they're going to drop an X for me because they're nervous. I can hear them breathing. That calms me down (laughs) and I'm going to continue on my process. (laughs) Well, with how my shoulder felt, that process was not going to work. Uh-huh. because I knew I could not relax. And so I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to have to absorb this pressure and psych myself out a bit and get this adrenaline pumping. And I went up against Matt. Uh, excuse me if I get your name wrong. Blinkwist. Uh-huh. Matt Linquist. Uh-huh. I, I go up against him. I've never shot against him, but I psyched myself out so much that I'm like thinking in my head, like, dude, you're going to fucking miss. You suck this and that. So I get back up full of draw. I'm shaking right uh-huh and i shoot my first arrow and it's an x and i'm like all right let's keep this going you know and all of a sudden i didn't feel my shoulder anymore because the adrenaline was pumping mm-hmm. like i was just locked in and then i had to shoot up against kai and i it it hurt at the last arrow i ended up shooting a perfect score until the last arrow and i like took a deep breath i was like oh you fucking did it okay and i draw back my last arrow i'm like oh that hurts and I shot a 10, but Dude, I had to psych myself out for that. So, are they shooting X's 11? Yes. Okay. So, this is like Lancaster style then. And then you yes. you went into the shoot-up. You start off in third. You knocked out Matt. And then you then you took on Kai for first. 
Uh, I started in second. You started in second. Okay, so you defended your position yeah. from Matt, mm-hmm. and then you went after Kai. Yeah. How much weight did you add to your bow between that that day and the day before? Uh, well, I added three. So I only added 20. Well, I ended up going up to 21 ounces. So I didn't go too crazy. Uh-huh. That was on the front. But You went three on the front. Yeah, Dude, which is what I used to shoot. That's I used fucking, to shoot 21. I know, but that's fucking crazy. <laughs> Just so you know, dude, <laughs> between one day to another, that's nuts. <laughs> I used to shoot 21. Yeah. I used to shoot 21 as well, but I'm I'm old and brittle now, so I'm I'm, hey, da- man, I'm, da- I'm dabbling. It, it depends on the bow. You know, yeah, it kind of depends on the bow that you're shooting. That is true. That sure. is true. So you tack, yeah. tack three ounces on. Just to, as a just in case, and that, dude, are you, how do you manage three extra ounces on the fly? Are is that is that something you just didn't notice because of the adrenaline? Are you driving extra hard with your bow arm? Like, what's the? Uh, well, I noticed in practice I was bobbing a lot. I was uh-huh. bobbing from top top of the 10 to bottom of the 10 right and it was just going up and down like crazy which usually if you have too much weight you're just kind of bobbing out the bottom and you're uh-huh. bringing it back up but i was going up and down up and down i'm like okay dude, yeah like, like my arm is just floating way too much and I, I i just knew i had to add on you know a few more ounces and i've practiced that at home for that situation before and uh-huh. it's like all right i know i know what the bow's gonna do and yeah and so I just did it, and I I just had a, a feeling that I had to psych my brain out, too, as well, for that situation, so I didn't feel it. You didn't have to worry about it. It's not going to go out the top, basically. You tack three on there. You don't have to worry about it floating at the top. Yeah, I mean, it was still floating like fucking crazy, <laughs> but... It slowed it down quite a bit right. where it was manageable. Was it a yeah. just for my own thing? Because I I've recently kind of dealt with something similar. I'd get like an erratic mm-hmm. like tall ten, maybe every four or six arrows, get like a tall ten. So I ended up tacking weight on, and you know that kind of cured it. Um, mm-hmm. you. You didn't think to add to the back or anything like that. You just instinctively went front. Was, yeah, was, yeah, I, that, yeah. Was your issue mainly just the pin float, Nick, or were you also having like an erratic tall ten? No, it's just pin float. Just I only have float. tall tens if I'm pulling too hard. You okay. Know, if I pull too hard, I have a high ten. So uh-huh. I, I I know when that happens, it's always two o'clock position if I'm pulling too hard. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So I, I never mess with my back weight. I have it to where when I draw back my bow, my bubble's right where it needs to be. And mm-hmm. um, I've kind of gone back and forth with, you know, 21 from my previous bow and then back to 18. I've tried 15. So I kind of know the pressure in my grip as well. Right. So it's kind of just the feel for the day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, it seems like back bar is, is crucial for feel and like, Front bar is kind of like icing on the pin float, sort of. I'm kind of rewriting my theories about the stabilizers right now. Ah, man. Yeah, there's a... Shit, dude. There's a lot that goes in for, to stabilizers for me. 
I, same, a lot. same, dude. I think it's one of the most important things about how you set a bow up. Yeah, because I mean, you're talking about pressure in your shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, or the weight that you're holding up. Also, how well are you holding that bow? Do you need to swing it down, swing it up, swing it out? You know, get yep. the bubble aligned and Is the grip pressure <laughs> allowing you to execute. You know, because yep. there, there's yep. a grip pressure that can hang you up even. You still have oh, absolutely. solid pin float, but if it's not letting you work your shot, then you're just effed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I always tell people to, you know, because I'll hear people asking questions about certain things. I'm like, dude, just micro tune. You know, if you're fiddling around with this specific weight and you like that weight, you know, try ounce here, try ounce there. Or, yes. you know, I agree. move your bar out just a skosh and stuff. Yeah. So I'm shooting a, uh, I don't know, what am I shooting here? I gotta look at it. What is this? I think it's a ten degree or a fifteen degree on my uh my bar. Uh-huh. And I turn I turn it out to the side. So it's pointing out to the right quite uh-huh. a bit to kind of help offset my back bar. Oh, nice. Oh, dude. It feels fucking amazing. Yeah, dude. I've dabbled in that before. I know what you mean. <laughs> you you can create a really nice like level hold that way yes yeah so you draw back you don't even have to look at your bubble and everything just feels perfect mm-hmm. just spot on yeah damn so let me see yeah you got kai by one x i got kai by one x i got i think matt by one or two x i dropped one against him god damn uh, in the tight. S- second round then i dropped one against kai on my last arrow Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was uh, yeah, when I was done with it because you get two practice ends before you shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And then I shot my four rounds and I shot another four rounds. I'm like, damn, I just t- shot a 27x with a messed up shoulder. Like, that's pretty freaking <laughs> awesome, <laughs> dude. And and three extra ounces on the front, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I mean. That, that's just some of the things that people got to, you know, do and test when they're at home. And it's just, you know, practice different scenarios while yeah. you're practicing. Yeah. Like, I'll do that whole tiller tuning while I'm practicing, too. So I'll take a turn, like half turn out of the top limb, try that out, half turn out of the bottom limb. Mm. And I'll, I'll figure out how many clicks that is between the two uh-huh. so that way if i i wake up one morning you know i'm feeling this type of way it's like all right well i know what i need to do i know where to set my sight yeah and i'm boom i'm on it for that day and it literally just takes a day out of practice to do how many um how are you running your tiller on your bow you run it it's flat it, it's flat it, yeah it's, yeah it's even right now yeah okay. um when I first took it out of the box, I had a uh, half turn out of the top. Okay. It felt good. Very interesting, dude. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Which I think you asked me earlier is like how I set up my bow. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so when I take my bow out of the box, uh, basically what I'll do is I'll kind of, you know, everyone starts with, you know, putting on their sights, putting on the rest and, and their stabilizers, which I kind of do the same thing mm-hmm. because it's like, well, I was running this on my previous bow. Let's see if it works on this bow. But one of the things that I do with my rest is I'll, you know, with my fat shafts, I'll set my uh, arrows 
basically to where the bottom shaft is just slightly above the middle of that burger hole. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I'll tie my D loop on there. Um, I'll go ahead and just slap my peep in there and I'll kind of like soft eye it in there. Uh Don't get too crazy with that. And I'll go out, shoot a few shots, my bow, see how it feels. If it feels a little bit off, like if I'm having too much pressure on my shoulder, um, I'll try to bring that D loop a little bit down and, uh, you could either just, you know, twist your D loop. If you don't tie like a little serving knot in there mm-hmm. at first, just go ahead and just twist your D loop and try to like figure out that magic spot for you. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, basically once I get that set, I also do like to set my arrow rest in the center of that riser of that shelf. Uh-huh. So I'll set it right in the center of that, and I'll paper tune it for that. Do you mean center forward and back or center left and right? Left and right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know people, they'll slap on their rest, and they'll basically look down the cam. They'll look down the 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 string, and they're like, okay. like, And they'll move their rest from there, and then they'll paper tune, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I think they're kind of doing it backwards. And the nice thing about the Darton is that they do have that line going down the center of that shaft. Oh, cool. And so you can go ahead and just line your arrow rest down the right shelf dead center with that. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then you can go out paper tune and, and you're set. Huh. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I had a, a quick question, Nick, you were talking about micro adjustments, like, you know, doing the little, little bumps here or there for feel, right? Mm-hmm. How many shots do you take with a setup? before you then decide, okay, uh, I'm going to make another adjustment or I like this. I'm going to keep this two. (laughs) (laughs) One, one to get the honeymoon phase out and two, (laughs) two to verify. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't feel comfortable, like your, your muscles know what they want. Your body is telling you like, this does not feel right. Uh This is not comfortable. And there's no point in continuing to shoot a bow until you adapt to that bow. Yeah. Like, screw that. Adjust that damn thing so you can shoot that bow. Let it shoot for you. Don't shoot for the bow. Damn, dude. It's like we're the same religion, man. Like, (laughs) I feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I very much agree with that. You Catholic? Oh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I am. Me neither. Whichever one involves okay. getting high all the time. I know, that's, my, uh, that's my joke. You, <laughs> I, I I rarely get high as much as I say I do. Dude, uh, I bet you Jesus got high back then. Oh, dude, you got to. You got yeah. to, man. He's touching all over lepers and stuff. Right, his, dude. His dad made it. Come on. <laughs> you didn't tell me you ain't dabbing in that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the Romans got him, dude. Because the fattest fucking dab rig. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Nah, crucify him over a dab rig. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. <clears throat> so what's next uh, for you, Nick? Oh wait, let's go back uh, to your tuning. Let's go back to your tuning. So you shoot, you you paper tune it, 
right? You you adjust your D loop to where the pressure is feeling good on your shoulder. Yep, and I'll sh- you know I'll shorten my D loop or make it longer depending on you know the release that I'm shooting and what I want to shoot with that bow. Uh, from there, uh, now I'll do you do the D loop for anchor point or for front shoulder pressure or for shot timing? Well, do you have a particular thing that you look for with your D loop length? So I do it for shoulder pressure and I do it for anchor. I don't, I don't do that for shot timing. Gotcha. Shot timing comes inside the release. Inside the release. Yeah. You could adjust the, the release for that. Yes. And so, yeah. So when, once you get that set, you know, obviously you got to get your drawing set for that too. So you make sure that's all set as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, which you should have that probably set pretty damn close before you go moving your gears. Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't be afraid to dabble in some tiller tuning. Uh-huh. It, you can do it on any freaking bow out there. I've, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's just—it's interesting. It's a whole fucking rabbit hole in its own. You know, it kind of is, but honestly, it only takes like a day or two to kind of figure it out. Really. Yeah, I always feel like yeah, it's, okay. it's, pre- it's pretty straightforward, buddy. I, well, <laughs> well, here's what the thing. What kind of rabbit are you going down? I want to hear this. Okay. Uh, my whole thing. I, so I fucked around with it after listening to uh, fellow dart and shooter uh, Ella Gibson talk about it, right? And okay. to me, it's like you can't achieve your pin float with with your bars and your weights. Like it, mm-hmm. like I don't, to me, it's like I don't understand. I do know that when you change your tiller, you are adjusting your knock point. Like if you remeasure your knock point, it will change. So it's like yeah. I would imagine you have to retune. You know, you change your, you know, you change your arrow rest accordingly, and then you just keep the benefit mm-hmm. of the hold. But to me, yes, I always seem to be able to find my hold somewhere inside of fucking with weights or, you know, upping the number of arrows I'm shooting or something like that. So to me, it's like. I guess it's not so much a rabbit hole of how complicated it is. It's more of like, is it mm-hmm. necessary? I, I, um, it, it, I would, I would, I wouldn't say it's necessary, but I would say it's something to take into consideration. Something you, know? you can because, use if you need it. Yeah, because you do want to dabble with your weights first, right? And you want to figure out, like, all right, what's slowing me down the most? Uh huh. Right. And you make those adjustments by swinging your bar in, out, up, down, adding weights, taking off weights, and you're doing it one at a time. You don't go like taking three ounces off the front, putting three ounces back on the, you know, because uh-huh. you may miss that window that you're looking for. So just do it small, and and you'll find it. Once you get that figured out, and you're holding good, then you can start to dabble in that tiller tuning and just see like if you can, you know, slow it down even more. And if not, if it feels worse, then you gotcha. know where you are. You know where your good points are. Yeah. And so you can always go back to that. And it's just simple by, you know, turning in and out of the limb pocket. Dude, I see. I think there's something to be said here. Um, that kind of harkens back to what you said with micro adjustments. It's like one thing at a time. If it's not good, go back. You know, I know some people that will make two or three adjustments at once. And then they're like, yeah, shit's still ain't right. I'm like, well. What the fuck is it, dude? You just, you, you know, you fucked with three different things now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
yeah you gotta do one thing at a time and yeah. just you know it, it's a slow process and i mean my process is a little bit different day in and day out but usually i'll do one day out of the week where i just shoot subconsciously i'll put on some freaking eminem or you know 2k hip-hop or some old classic <laughs> rock and just listen to some jams and, but, and shoot, but dude i'm about to do this do one day a week like <laughs> like you're in the gym right yeah yeah dude you're hyping yourself up you're getting self-motivated and, and you want to shoot some killer scores uh-huh. with the setup that you have the rest of the week you know dabble in some things try them out wait but now, do you score do you score yourself while you're shooting those or do you just fucking shooting for feel or oh i score every arrow yeah okay yes right. yeah and so even when i'm you know like the next day i'll kind of dabble into my uh, i try not to dabble into my stabilizers uh-huh. and i don't want anybody else to once you get those fuckers set leave them it's please. a rabbit it's a rabbit hole <laughs> yes once you find your feel don't listen to anybody else that says oh i run this this way and this yeah. way out like this and mm-hmm. shut up shoot what works for you and don't listen to anybody else about stabilizers yeah please. i feel like once but, you find it the more shots you put into it the better your shot will get too it's like it's mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. It's like it gives back to you the more you just put into it. Yes. Yeah. Assuming yeah. it's correct. Assuming yeah. it's what works for you. I, I would imagine even if it didn't, if you took enough shots, you'd still see an improvement. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, w- within reason. And, and, and you, yeah, and you may plateau. You know. Yes. Yes. And you might just think like, you know what? I'm just a guy that shoots two nineties all the time and I'm okay with that. And it's like, well, <laughs> have you tried out some other options, you know, and yeah. tried taking some days out, out of the week and changing some things up just a little bit. So mm-hmm. my yeah. thing is, is that I'll leave everything on my bow the way that it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And the next day I'll try something just a little bit different to see if I, I cause I'm trying to get to that point to see, just see my heartbeat and my scope. Mm-hmm. And shoot my shot. Yeah. What what power uh, lens <laughs> are you shooting, Nick? Eight. Eight. Eight power. Me too. Me too. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So you see, you're saying that you see boy. your heartbeat in your lens you, or in your scope. So you're saying like, yeah. like you just holding. You can just hold where you need it. And the, the only feedback you're getting is you, basically. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. The only feedback you're getting is just your, your heartbeat, which – that's how I used to shoot when I was 12 years old. I can just watch my heartbeat and uh-huh. it was just sitting there and, and everything would just go off. And it was just, you know, it was like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, everything just went in the middle. Yeah. When you're shooting good, it is motherfucking Disneyland for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you got to have some days where you just kind of, you know, tweak with some things, but if it doesn't work out, you, you have a mental note of, you know, putting it all back to where it was and then try something else out yeah. the next day. If that doesn't work, then, you know, go back again and, and then take a extra day, just shoot subconsciously, motivate yourself again. And mm-hmm. Just keep firing away. Yeah. 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 Damn. That's cool, man. Yeah. It's uh, I have some, pretty fucking strange practice routines though i don't really know how to explain them either well I, honestly I, I like the subconscious shooting one because i'm a firm believer in like some of that really good shooting comes from that you know that flow state that you know kind of not really thinking about it yeah which i don't really know where you're going to apply that 
Ah, dude. Anywhere. I, it's, in a tournament. I, it's gonna. You'll apply it between like the third and, you know, third and fifth end, and then sixth and eighth end. It's gonna be those middle ends where you're just rolling. You know, assuming you don't have like a, sh <laughs> a shoulder injury or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but like for yeah. me, the only time I'm thinking about what I'm doing is like first end, fucking maybe the second end, and then after you switch on five. And then maybe, oh man! And then maybe your last yeah. arrows. I know, dude. Man. I know getting into your head over the switch is some like noob shit. But for whatever reason, that the fact that it's noob shit is what gets me. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, you gotta get past that first end, man. That, oh, dude, the, the first, first end's oh god, first dude. end's easy, dude. It's <laughs> easy. You just gotta tell yourself it's easy. You do it every day. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's no true. problem. That's true. That's right. true. You shoot through. You're like, oh, you're... Go on, Nick. What's that? Oh, I was going to say, it's like, you know, you shoot that first end, and then you know, the, the minute that I step up to a line, and I'm getting ready to shoot that first end, I'm like, these fuckers are going right in the X because I want to shoot a 30X on this round and show everybody up. Yeah. And so I know for sure I'm going to hit the 10 no matter what, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, well, now I got nine more of these. And once you get down to, like, the last two, you're like, Six more shots, dude. That's nothing. Piece of cake. I've already done all this Easy. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we gotta write. We gotta get Nick Ingham's version of with winning in mind. <laughs> it's like chapter one. You're like, don't be a little fucking queer. Just get out there and fucking shoot X's. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't fucking think about it. <laughs> don't be Do bitch. That. Yeah. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be a short book, <laughs> <laughs> and dude, it's just fucking one page. It's all don't be a bitch. It's all thank you. <laughs> Second page, thanks for your ten dollars. <laughs> right? Yeah. The first page, you flip over. Like, are you a bitch? You turn to the second page. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> the third page, the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm still working on the bitch part. I only, I'm only bitching at like two percent of the time, but it's still in me. So I'm still. <laughs> well, working. it it it's good to psych yourself out during those practice routines as well, too. If you if you have a way to where you can kind of like role play in your mind to pretend like you're in a tournament and stuff, and, mm -hmm. and you can picture yourself being in that shoot off, right? And what works for me is I'll drink a cup of coffee in the morning, and then I'll drink a uh, Cascade ice, which is just, I mean, it's nothing but vitamins and a little extra caffeine boost. And, you know, I'll pop a chew in. I'm not saying if there's any kids listening, don't, don't do that. There aren't. Nicotine's, <laughs> nicotine's bad, but I'll pop a chew in because that also gives me anxiety and it plus gives my heart rate going. All right. And, and then pretend like i'm in that shoot off situation so i can get my heart rate going and in a way i feel like i'm short taking shorter breaths uh -huh. while i'm practicing too uh-huh um and and it kind of just feels like i'm in that scenario it feels like i'm in that atmosphere very like, interesting like i'm actually there and, and and doing it and participating in it yeah no i for sure if i went to the bar station and bought some crack and smoke, <laughs> smoke some crack, I would probably feel like shoot-off shoot off nerves. 
Dude, you want to hear something wild? Dude? I'll tell you something. I'm wild. not doing crack, people. I swear. <laughs> That's fine, dude. To each their own. This is America. Uh, dude, on my at my bachelor party, I did a lot of cocaine and shot archery, dude. And I tell you, not oh, as yeah, how'd that go? Not as crazy as you think. <laughs> really? Pretty, did pretty, it go good? Yeah, went good, dude. So for whatever I reason. Bet. I know I shot 300s, like high on cocaine, right? The the guys, like two of my friends will tell you I didn't get anywhere close to 300s. But for whatever reason, they weren't high on cocaine. So how the fuck would they know? Like, I'm pretty sure they were shit-faced. I'm pretty sure they were shit-faced. And they just don't want me to have it. But someone at that someone at that bachelor party saw me shoot a 300 twacked out of my gourd. So, I mean, that was a long time ago, though. Was, you know, cocaine's like a once in a... You know, once in a every couple months type type deal. I mean, for for some people, not for us. You know. Oh my god, bro! I can just picture some of your listeners going out right now, and just hey, dude. <laughs> scar scar facing it up. Dude, I fucking I went on a, a fucking I went on a pig hunt once, like high on cocaine, and my friends were like, "Damn, Wendell hikes like fucking nobody I've ever seen." And I'm like, I'm like Cameron Haynes, right? <laughs> no one knew. <laughs> Dude, that is wild. Pig hunting's already an, an adrenaline rush, man, to do it on cocaine. Yeah, but you can only Shit. fuck around with drugs so much, and then at some point you got to grow the fuck up and be an adult. You know? It's like even now. <laughs> I, like, rarely smoke weed now. It's, Right. I'm just so yeah. nervous of being stoned around someone and then so, like someone just saying something weird and then me being like, oh, fuck, like now I got to think about this shit. And, you know, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's just yeah. too many weirdos now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or something happening. They're like, all right, we got to drug test you. Then I, I don't know if you go to jail, but that'd be a fucking stupid way to go. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. Especially for something yeah. stupid like cocaine. And now everything yeah. has fentanyl in it, so you can't even do cocaine because there's a 50-50 shot you're going to fucking OD and die. So, Well, I mean, unless you get it from Canada. <laughs> they do that? What, in Canada? I didn't even think that was possible. They can't... How, how would you have got cocaine in Canada? Oh, I'm sure there's people in Canada that are just like, hey, man, you want some cocaine? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you're getting the fentanyl mainly from Mexico, I think, and then yeah. from the trailer parks around America. But you know, getting, I just feel like Canada is just no so peaceful. You're you getting know? cocaine from Mexico also. I mean, it's what they say. Yeah. I don't know personally. I'm out of the game myself. But, you know, well, I, th- I think Canada's more amphetamines. Don't I just sound educated on cocaine? I'm telling everybody, did you cocaine from Canada? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, you live in Idaho. Uh, I'm pretty sure meth is the, the drug of choice in Idaho. No, that's a Montana thing, dude. Have you been driving through Montana lately? <laughs> drive past a billboard and it tells you, hey, don't do meth. We're trying to be you know, be better. It's like, wait, not a problem you guys got going on here. I thought you were worried about grizzly bears. You're here worried about meth? All right, guys, the it's su- it's Sunday. Let's let the pipes cool down today. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, why don't you talk to the Lord for today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Well, that's cool, dude. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, I do plan on moving my family out to probably somewhere like Idaho or I I was considering Montana until you told me it was Meth Central. But, you know. It it seems like it. I mean, if you were to move to Montana, I would recommend Bozeman. Uh-huh. Um it just seems to be the the prettiest of spots that yeah. I've been to. Yeah, I, I and <laughs> Francisco, yeah. you know Francisco, can't you? Oh yeah, dude. He's, Love that guy. He's telling me Idaho's amazing. He's like, it's the fucking, it's the motherland. And then he's like, don't move here though. You guys are fucking. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He knows the code. He's been here longer than I have. He knows. What, <laughs> he knows what's up. <laughs> hey, bud, you're one of us, dude. You're literally a California guy that moved out there. Nah, I broke up with you guys. You all are my exes. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I'll be yeah. following you guys sooner or later. Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope so. It's good. You'll you'll definitely get your ass kicked out here, though. There's some freaking top notch shooters in Idaho, man. When I first moved here and started shooting against some of these guys, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like, who the hell are you guys? I yeah. thought California was tough. This is a this is yeah. kind of a little little step up, but. You know, I haven't been to California in a while. I'm so. stoked because the the competition in California is starting to get better, but it's I don't think it's at Idaho Washington levels yet, but it's it's on the way. We're getting there. It it's a little different because when I first moved here, you know, you had to shoot against real wild. Yeah, at some of the shoots, and you go to some other shoots, you got to shoot against Chris Shaft. You got to shoot against Kyle Douglas because he lives in Utah, so he's uh-huh. just right there right and then you also have cisco you also had this other guy named elijah who is just i mean the guy can just pick a bow and just freaking shoot x's lights out and there's some other guys that are just like that so you don't know what's going to happen when you show up to a tournament and then right. you also have bodie bodie turner who's one state away and then you have blake jerome who's right there it's like yep. You just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's killers all over the place. Yeah. You guys see Rio yeah. much anymore? Um, I think he's finally back full-time. I don't think he's going to uh, Korea anymore. I so. was going to say, I thought the South Korea made him their emperor or something. <laughs> he was going to stay out there for a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't I don't know the whole story with that. I, I didn't ask him or anything, but... I, I don't know him on a personal level to really ask those questions. Yeah, dude. You know what's funny is I got all kinds of real wild jokes, but because Alan Alan's tight with him, they're like homies. Alan's like, oh yeah. Alan's yeah. like, you can't be making fun of Rio. Like, I I just won't stand for it. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta save him or or throw him down on episodes. I know Alan don't give a shit about to listen. <laughs> all right, Alan, if you're listening, calm your titties. Okay. Yeah, dude. My favorite joke is that you know why they call that release the goat? You know why they call Rio the goat? I'm listening. Because the dude will eat just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got to be honest with you and with everybody else that's going to listen to this. If you guys buy a true ball release, fucking. Throw that shit in the bushes. But that's all I shoot is true ball releases. They're fucking garbage. 
You're shooting a goat. You got an abyss also, dude. What are you shooting? And it's guard. No, I sent that abyss back. Oh. Well, yes. your problem. I just, I is... just ordered a new one. <laughs> a, a new what? Uh, so I did some research, mm-hmm. right? And so Stan makes a great feel release. They make awesome fucking hinges, hands down. But as far as buttons go, the feel of them are great, but the mechanics of them are ass. <laughs> Right, and so how they make their money and how they make profit and how I see this is that they'll take a shooter and they'll be like, "Hey, let's make you a release and let's call it your release," mm-hmm. and that's how they sell releases, right? And then they'll put their shitty parts in there and they'll fucking sell them off, and then two years later they'll change the color of them, and be like, "Hey, new and improved, get this fucker in blue." It's like, uh, no, it's still the same trashy ass release. Are you talking about standard? You talking about true ball? True ball. I okay. hate true ball. Okay. I'm not a true ball fan anymore, dude. I've, <laughs> Are you talking about I've the, gone through two back to back. Are you talking about the goat specifically? How you can now get it in red and blue? So yeah, that yeah. But yeah. the springs that they have inside of them to go into a forty degree weather, even if you were to take that thing hunting, like and go out there and shoot it, you can't consistently shoot it because that spring is constantly you know, compressing and decompressing. It's constantly changing. It's not consistent. And so they do make a bow hunter release, but bow hunters don't really don't know. They don't know because they're hammering that fucking thumb trigger. So that's, they don't know if it's light or heavy. That's the release that I have. That's a thumb button. This <laughs> is the bow hunting one. The rave. It's probably their best release, honestly. It's pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah, and so I did some research. You know, I was looking at the Ultra View. I dived down deep into the specs on that, mm-hmm. and I noticed that the throat on that was a little too long. I'm like, all right, that's yeah. not for me. That's not the window. And then um, I was looking at the Scott Apex, uh-huh. which they did a fucking killer job on that release, I think. Yeah. Like, the looks of it, of how it feels – the tunability of it is great, but the throat on it is just too damn long again. So I'm like, yeah, all right, well, fuck that. So I ended up getting the stand on X. No, no clicker, just the thumb button. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the throat on it, it's short. Uh huh. And if you do your research and you really look at all these thumb releases, right? Oh yeah. The ones that have the ones that have a longer throat on them, the hook is to the left. Uh-huh. And the ones that have a shorter throat to where your your D loop is closer to your hand, is what I'm saying, the hook is to the right. Mm-hmm. I see that. So if you're ever if you're ever looking at a release, I've looked at all of them and I'm I'm like kind of I went down that rabbit hole. I'm like, holy shit. Like, if you have a left hook on that, like, the throat's going to be long. But if you have a right hook, the throat's going to be short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever think about what that does to your D loop coming off, though? Do you ever think about, what do like, you mean? well, I'm, I'm just, like, I, I've thought about this as well, like, the direction of your hook. And then when the shot breaks, mm. when the shot breaks, which direction your string now it has a tendency to oscillate because it's like breaking off in a direction. You're also pulling, you're pulling on that release, which is causing a bunch of torque. So when the shit breaks, like ideally you want that D loop to, to crack, 
clean and just go, you know. I mean, the string's going to oscillate naturally, whatever. But are you imparting a direction on that string? You know what I mean? I think I have always thought that the uh, the hook direction plays into that to some degree. Because on an Ultraview, uh, Ultraview release, check this out, dude. Yeah. I, I shot Ultraview okay. hinge. That string would slap me in the arm if I was shooting Ultraview hinge. Really? Yeah. And maybe maybe it's actually just the head length. Maybe I'm not taking that into account. But I thought it was because it had a big, fat fucking hook. And when that hook was moving out of the way, it like that string is sliding to get off of that hook. And it's now not coming off straight. It's coming off. A slight, slight distance. Yeah, but you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just the distance. Did you look at the uh, stand axis? The stand what? The axis. It's their hunting release. I guess it's got a long neck also, but it's got a, a hook that faces inwards. Oh, the axis. Oh, there it is. All right, I got all these windows open on my computer. Yeah, me, I see it. Me too. The thumb release mm -hmm. looks cool. I like what you're saying about the uh, the shorter. Uh, the shorter neck. Yeah, I just feel like you can kind of dig your knuckles into your jaw bone. Mm -hmm. and you just you get that feel like I'm in there yeah. every single time. Yeah, right. No, I can dig it, dude. That's why I like the uh, fulcrum. The fulcrum, I can get deep into it. Mm, yeah. Gr okay. Granted, yeah. it's a hinge and it's a true ball, which you hate, but you know, it's uh, the the neck on a fulcrum is way tighter than a. Uh, than an HT even. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll forever hate them. You, you let me down <laughs> twice. You're you're fucking done. You're fucking dead to me. <laughs> yeah, you're dead, dude. That's fantastic. And, and I I sent them a long message too because <laughs> like they announced their colors and so I sent a message. I'm like, hey, I'm not gonna put you on blast in your comments, but here's your fucking problems. Fix them. <laughs> and it's like if if you would make the goat release just a thumb release and not a hinge, yes, I, I would trust it a little bit more. And mm -hmm. then if you would take your aluminum cheap ass springs and put in some stainless steel springs, I would one hundred percent spend another hundred dollars on your release, and I'm sure a hundred other people would. I do think the goat should be a a dedicated thumb, but yes, yeah, Paige is shooting it as a as a hinge, I think. Last I saw. Yeah, well, Paige is a goat, so. I'm going to reserve my jokes for just Rio. I don't want Paige's, <laughs> I don't want Paige's people coming after me. <laughs> Paige can kind of just do whatever the fuck she wants. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, you can put anything in her hands and she'll still shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. She, she, yeah, she just knows. She knows the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, both of you guys have been in it for so long. You guys are like fucking Bane, dude. Raised in the darkness of archery. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I mean, that's just dude, me, you, me being a nerd. <laughs> You should have saw me when I when I got back into archery, right? So I took my three-year break, and I think my three-year break was... Uh, oh, man. Hang on. I got to really think about this. So I've shot Vegas for four years already. I think I got back into it in like 2017. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the top of the line bows were in 2017, but I came into fucking Vegas with a Bowtech 
Brigadier. <laughs> I think is what it was. And it was chrome with the uh, the full limbs. Oh my Let me see if that was it. Let's see, 2017, that's the era of the Halon. Oh, shit. I didn't even think it was a Bullock Brigadier. Oh, fuck. It was older than that. Oh, Constitution. Constitution. That's what it was. Those are cool. Was it? You remember the Botech General? Yeah, still got one. Yeah, I like those. Those are sick. Yeah. I'll never get rid of it. I like the riser design on those. Oh, Constitution. Mm -hmm. Dude, it's Botech's version of a Conquest. Yeah, so that's what I came to rolling in on Vegas, and Whoa. Bonnie Workman walked up right up to me, and he's like, hey, dude, do you uh, you getting back into it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, I'm going to hook you up with PSE, because I know you, that you can shoot, and uh-huh. you put the time in, I, I think I think you'll make it happen. I'm like, all right, cool, man, thanks. That's cool, dude. That's cool. I like Lonnie. Yeah. yeah, super cool, dude. kind of wish uh, PSE was a little more... Uh, personable with uh you know their sponsors and shit for like their states and stuff uh-huh what you mean since they kind of got rid of most of the reps uh-huh so it's not really like that you know like one-on-one -on -one with the guy that sponsored you and gave you that opportunity to shoot their bow and hype them up and stuff like that right right you know yeah what do they have like a company now that manages their reps or something like that I think so. I'm not too sure. I, I, I don't want to speak on what I don't know about them, but from uh -huh. what I've heard, kind of sounds like that. Uh -huh. But, you know, nice thing about, like, Darton, maybe some other companies that, you know, if you have a rep in your area and they, you know, you really want to shoot a Darton and you're a good shot and they'll, you know, they'll give you a bow and they'll listen to what you have to say, they actually make you feel like you're a part of the team. Damn. And so if you say something about the bow and it's like, hey, can you guys do this? And you know, they'll give you some feedback and mm -hmm. you may get your answer from them right away. Or they may be like, all right, well, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Let me take this up a notch and see if we can make some changes for next year or something like that. So they actually make you feel like you're included. Mm -hmm. Unless when you're shooting for Hoyt or something like that, you, know, you go shoot for Hoyt and the only thing that you feel included on is when you show up to Vegas and you're wearing a red shirt and they're throwing out fucking hats in the crowd. You're just like taking <laughs> your shirt off, flashing your nipples. Like, <laughs> that's the only time you feel like you're a part of the team. Yeah. You're like, Hey, I'm getting a pretty wicked left tear. They're like, there's the door. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. We, yeah. We only want hardcore representatives. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. Yeah, so. I'm trying to think. Like, what the fuck? I was like, Darton. What the hell did they tell you? They're like, have you tried? <laughs> have you tried tiller tuning? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just kidding. It, I'm, I just love rats. You guys, all you Darton. I've, I've gotten that question. I've gotten that question. You know, and they've asked me like, Hey, have you tried tiller tuning? And I was like, I have. You know, I've just dabbled in it mm -hmm. just to kind of figure out. You know, how my buddy's going to shoot for the day and give me that option if I need it. Uh-huh. And that that was that of the conversation. Like, okay. That's cool. That's cool. I can dig it. So you yeah. shoot, are you going to get one of their hunting bows also? 
Oh, dude, absolutely. Their hunting bow. So they just came out the new hunting bow that looks just like my target bow. I fucking love it. Mm. I shot that thing, and that cam is way smoother than my target bow. No shit. Is it it the, is the, a. Is it the sequel? Uh, let me pull it up. Or is it the departure? It looks like they have a departure hunting bow. Uh, no, so the departure is their target bow. Oh. Yeah, sequel. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, sequel. So it's gotcha, sequel gotcha. thirty three. Nice. That cam on that bow when you draw that thing back, like at first it's like you feel the weight, but as you pull an extra like just a half an inch, it starts to roll down. It is the smoothest bow I've ever drawn back. For hunting, that thing's a freaking beast. Oh yeah, I dig it. Looks cool. Looks like a You cool gotta try one, man. Yeah, no, I'm just telling you. No, I'm good. <laughs> Shoot one. Yeah, just shoot yeah, one. Yeah, thanks. When I'm, no one's looking, I'm okay here. <laughs> just call me up, be like, "Hey, Nick, no one's around me. I'm over here. I'm shooting this damn thing. I gotta tell you, I really like it, but keep your voice down." And I'll be like, "All right, Wendell. Mm, oh, no. Anything for you, buddy?" Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, pal. But uh, mm, these things are ugly, <laughs> ugly, ugly bows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta remember who designed all your shit, basically. Dude, who designed the Dartons, man? Caitlyn Jenner? These things are fucking butt-fugly. <laughs> or I should say Caitlyn Jenner's plastic surgeon. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They shoot like money, so... Yeah, I mean, obviously. Like, Kate, Caitlyn Jenner's made of money. <laughs> you're shooting it good. Who's that kid? Uh, is it Chris? Chris Fong? Yeah, Chris Fong, yeah. He's fucking shooting it like fucking nuts. Yeah, he's shooting good. I think his scores have improved quite a bit with it, too. I know you guys got uh, Chance Bobef on there. I'm a big Chance fan. Oh, well, there you go. Just <laughs> another reason to shoot one. Nah. Just send an arrow down there and then give your people the honest feedback. I don't know, dude. I, I like bows very differently <laughs> than other people. Do, do you have a bow shop around you that has a darton? No, dude. <laughs> oh, no, we Whoa. don't dabble in this weird trailer park shit <sighs> in the Bay. You sound like California. <laughs> you sound like California. <laughs> oh man, I, I think we do actually, but I don't know who they are. I don't know if West Coast does. We might. We we might carry Dartons because I think uh, uh, I think Rudy talked to uh, Henry not too long ago. Yeah, I think Henry is the rep for that area. Yes, yeah, sir. Yep. Uh, all you got to do is win Vegas, dude, and then Darton will make you a rep, too. Maybe. Maybe. You'll be I mean, Well, I wouldn't become a rep. I, I already asked Corey Miller, like, hey, you guys got any jo job positions around here? And he's like, if you want to move to Michigan, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck that. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's too cold. Ah, uh, dude. I'd, I'd go to Michigan, but not to rep Darton's. You haven't shot one, man. I know. You don't know what you're talking about. Dude, I shoot. Yo, one of these days, I'm going to catch you off air, no eyeballs looking, but I'm going to have you shoot this thing, and you're just going to get a fucking dude, full-on semi. Dude, same thing dude. happened with the Bowtech. I was talking a grip of shit about the Bowtech, <laughs> and then I shot the, the Gen 2, and I was like, you're pretty fucking nice. And my buddy's like, you're going to talk about it on your show? I'm like, nope. Fuck you. Fuck the bow. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, truth be told, truth be told, the Gen Two is a pretty nice bow. It shoots good. It's ugly as shit, but it's good. It's a it's a shooter. 
It is, yeah. It is fucking ugly. Yeah. I don't like the way the butt text look. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess they started. They can't all be Matthews bows. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Yeah. <laughs> I do got to say, when Matthews dropped their line, the white with the gold that they had on the bottom, mm-hmm. when they first dropped that, I was like, dude, that right there is like the fucking Bentley of bows. Yeah, it's some Like, shit. that thing looks sick. Right, and then they came out the yellow with the white lens and the gold on it. I'm like, that just looks like a drunk night, and you regret it. <laughs> well, hey, truth like, be told, you you yanked that fucking gold weight off right away. <laughs> like any other color on a Matthews, which I'm sorry, guys, but if you don't have a white Matthews, it's fucking ugly. I got the mint, I ugly got, bow. I got the mint one. Is that white? No. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> it's I, ugly. I, I like it, dude. It's, it's cool. <laughs> it makes yeah, me happy. I mean, I expect you to. You know, in the <laughs> Bay Area. Yeah, dude. Things hang. Things hang a little loose over there. So. Yeah, yeah. We get down. <laughs> Damn. All right, Nick. Hey, we're getting on an hour thirty here. You got anything to add? Nope, guys. Just get out there, shoot your bows. Also, you know, hey, if you gonna do a plug drop here but Go if you it. need some strings if you can't google me on uh google because google can be a pain in the ass for me right now I'm for new business uh you can find me on facebook instagram there's a link in there in the bio that you can click on you can check out my strings there you can also message me if you want to get even more customization with your strings as far as colors go and thickness of your strings as well too and making your bow feel more comfortable so fucking a i dude you don't need any more plugs than just seeing how Nick shot with his, but I got Nick's strings on my hunting bow. They're they're fucking bananas. They timing's been solid ever since I put them on. So that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, now we just gotta change your Matthews over. Get rid of those match strings. Mm, I'm gonna torture test these for a little bit. The shop's asking me to torture test them. <laughs> like, let's see how long they can go for. They they're pretty good. And plus. I don't know if I want to put you through building the set of strings for these. Do you see how many strings are on the new title? About five. It's a fuckload of strings, dude. Yeah, there's there's five on a Darton. Yeah? Oh, so you're used to it. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, but, you know, it, I still enjoy it and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I'd want you to test them out and, you know, figure, you know, if you like them or not, stuff like that. So. Hell yeah, brother. Well, I put a yeah. fuckload of shots through your strings on my hunting rig, so mm-hmm. they're good. I dig them. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I've gone through thousands of arrows on the ones that I got on my bow right now, and mm-hmm. still loving them. Hell and yeah. it's they're fun to make, man. I'm oh, having fun, cool, dude. That's cool, man. I, I totally yeah. dig it, Nick. You're a you're a dude that you know. I don't know if I'm going to call you type A or attention to detail or what, but I know you make a damn good set of strings. So I appreciate it. If anyone's oh. interested, hit Nick up. Uh, just hit him up. I, if it were me, I'd hit him up on Instagram. It's the easiest thing. Oh, he, he just hits me, actually. Because. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for coming on, Nick, dude. I, I really appreciate it, man. And congratulations kicking so much ass at Indoor this year. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, I hope this, uh, you know, had some information in for, you know, some people out there. Uh, totally you know, anybody that wants any more details or dive into more depth of some of my mental steps that I take to prep for 
practice, you know, hit me up on Facebook hey, or Instagram as well. What's the next event you're going to shoot? Uh, right now it's kind of looking like Vegas, but I think that there might be a, another Idaho, maybe like a state shoot or something like that down South that I might attend right before Vegas. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I, I'm just kind of practicing every day at home. Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, I dig it, man. Well, thanks again, Nick. Buddy, you're yeah, the shit. Yeah, thank you, buddy. You're the shit, dude. We miss you out here in California. Dude, I miss you guys so much. Uh, well, I wish I could shoot over there more often. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We're, we don't we don't miss competing against you. We just you know, just miss talking to you. <laughs> 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 all right, buddy. Uh, well, I appreciate hey, that. Yeah, dude. Hey, fuck them up in Vegas this year, all right? Oh, I will. All right, brother. All right, man. All right, dude. All right. Have, have a good, good night. Have a good night, brother. Thank you, guys. All right, later. All right, guys. I want to share one of my favorite products with you guys. It is the Baker Archery Products Pro Shop Vice. Uh, my buddy Butch out in Idaho makes a sick bow vice. Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, well, why do I need a bow vice? It makes working on your bow super easy. It's one of those must-have things like a bow press. Um, the shop vise, you mount it somewhere on your table. You know, with it, you can manipulate your bow any which way and lock it into a stationary position. You can level your sight axes. You can set up arrow rests, install D-loops, knock sets. Shit like that becomes real easy. Stuff you can do really fast on the fly. Um, and, you know, you probably do it better quality than doing it just sitting on your couch <laughs> in front of the TV. I'm not the only guy that likes these products. You guys might have heard of Kyle Douglas, and he uses these. If you have any interest in seeing how they work, check out my Instagram. I'm going to put up a setup video where I'm setting up my hunting bow with one of these bad boys. They are sold at BakerArcheryProducts.com for the low price of $240. Through PayPal, you could be paying really low payments, like $22 a month. These things are legit, well worth the money. When you break it down into payments, shit, it, it's cheaper than hell. Check them out, BakerArcheryProducts.com. Tell my buddy Butch I directed you that way so he knows it is worth sponsoring this podcast, okay? All right. What's up, guys? You guys know my opinions on bowstrings. I think the, well, I think the top bowstrings in the world are made by Tom Parkinson. Uh, followed up by uh, Austin Kincaid. Those are some of my two favorites. I'm currently shooting uh, a set of bowstrings made by my good friend, Nick Ingham. And I would urge you guys to get out and check them out. Uh, Flingham Nation Bowstrings, it's an Idaho company, takes pride in every strand, using only the best material, 452X. Trusted by the pros, this is true, myself and Nick included. Well, I don't think I'm a pro anymore, but Nick is definitely a pro. Uh, stretch for hours, uh, ready to go for performance. I know Nick stretches the strings under an insane load. Um, you know, and you guys, if anyone knows Nick Ingham, he's a, an elite shooter. He is, I mean, I don't mean the bow company. He is a badass shooter. He's been on the podium with guys like um, Chris Schaff and uh, Kyle Douglas. Uh, if you guys want to check these strings out, go to flinghamnation.com. That's flingemnation.com. Uh, you can follow Instagram, uh, follow on Instagram, Facebook, Flingham Nation. Um, and another thing, guys, if you order a set of strings from Nick, uh, use code unfiltered 
you get 10% off a set of strings. I'm personally all about, uh, well, first I'm all about Nick. I, I love Nick as a dude personally. Um, I love his family. And he's he's breaking into string building, and he's building a damn fine set of strings. Uh, I'm going to post up a video pretty soon of uh, me installing his strings, doing some timing setup on my bow. And uh, you guys can see the quality on there. All right? All right, y'all. Check him out. Flingham Bow Strings. Guys, my favorite stabilizer is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. I've been talking about this bar for three years now. Um, if you guys know me, you know I am a whore for gear. And the one thing I've kept constant is the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. You're probably going to ask why, Wendell. <laughs> well, quite frankly, the Carbon Craft Stabilizer is the stiffest, lightest, dampest stabilizer I've ever shot. Um... For the money, for the price point, it beats any other stabilizer. Performance-wise, it beats any other stabilizer. Um, if you're shooting any other bar, it's probably just because you're shilling. All right? Check them out. Carbon Craft Stabilizers. You can order them with my friend Brian Webb down in Fresno, or you can call Rudy Sandoval at West Coast Archery. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Coders out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Saracote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Saracoting. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right? Check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Caulfield family. So, uh... Yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit him up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, if you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know. Um, Check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love, all right? All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.